Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will in your life in Christ Jesus. And so the title of this morning's message is Sticks and Stones. People spend their whole life gathering up sticks and stones that people have thrown at them. And we begin to build boxes with these sticks and stones. And many of these sticks and stones that we build boxes with are negative sticks and stones. So therefore, we're building negative boxes around our life in the hope that these negative sticks and stones that we're building these negative boxes with will somehow, someway protect us in the future from more negative things coming at us. And so as we begin this morning, I want us to begin to change what we're doing and what we're building. As we're building these boxes with sticks and stones, God was never about building boxes. God's always been about building bridges. And so what I want to challenge you to do as this week we're being thankful, the T31 series is being thankful for the church. This whole week you cannot go out there and say, I'm so thankful for our building. You can't do that. You can't go out there and say, I'm thankful for the parking lot, even though I'm praising God still for the parking lot, because those things aren't the church. See, we spend time thanking God for things rather than the church itself, which the church is you. Now the problem is, We spend all these time building boxes, big boxes, little boxes, for all of us to spend time in. And when we begin to build boxes, we eliminate the ability to have bridges. When we build boxes, we begin to eliminate the ability to have bridges. Listen to what boxes do. Boxes confine, boxes isolate, and boxes limit. Where bridges connect, bridges create, and bridges can bring you places in life that you've never dreamed about being. Would you rather be a part of boxes that isolate, constrain, confine, and limit, or be a part of something that creates, builds, and gets you places in life that you never dreamed about being? We must, as a church, begin to start building bridges and not boxes. I want to take, for example, the very box that you're in right now. Some of y'all are thinking, I'm not in a box, I'm in a sanctuary. Well, if you'll look at your chair for just a minute, and you'll see this square right here, that's a box. And many of you... Come into this same church every single week, find your box, because somehow it has your name on it. (laughs) You find your box with your name on it, even though it's not written, but because you know the way size of your pants, you're like, oh, I see size 28. That's where I sat right there last week. (laughs) Some of y'all, you like boxes, and so you don't just get your box, you get your box, and you put your purse on this box and your Bible on this box. (laughs) One box ain't enough for you. You want three boxes. And we begin to box ourselves in, even in the sanctuary. I mean, we're all coming into this big box of a building, into a smaller box in a sanctuary, sitting in your box in the chair that you sit in, amen. And we're so busy building boxes that we never build bridges with people on the other side of the sanctuary in the middle box that we're in, in the big box that we came into. If you've been here four Sundays in a row, three out of the four Sundays, you've sat in the same box. And if you're in a box over here, how many of you have gotten outside of your box and you've reached out and made a bridge to pray for somebody in their box over here? Because what I'm gonna challenge you to do this week is not just think outside the box, but get outside the box and live outside the box. Some of y'all ain't happy with that. You like your box. I am happy with my box. Some of you got personal pictures on the inside of your box. Some of you have a welcome home mat right in front of your box that you walk into. Oh, there's my box. How many of y'all had have a time this past week when you needed somebody to pray for you? Just lift your hand. Oh, they needed a bridge this week. How many of you guys built a bridge and prayed for one of them last week? All right, we got two bridges being built for 70 people in that section when we got 300 people in this section in a box. 
How many of you guys over here had a prayer request this week? You had some kind of prayer request this week. All right, how many of you guys in these three sections prayed for any of them this past week? All right, we got four, five, six bridges. We're getting some bridges built. Do you understand why the church is dysfunctional? We are so busy building boxes. We have our own box called the building. We walk into a smaller box called the sanctuary. We have our own personal box called the seat that you sit in. Most of us never leave the seat until time to leave. And we've been happy inside our box the whole time we were at church and we never built one bridge. Now the issue with this is there's nothing wrong with you coming sitting in the same seat every week. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That's my seat. (laughs) Anybody can go sit in that seat. You just gotta get here before I get here at six o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna get my seat. That's my seat. I sit in it every week. I wish a guest would come sit here one Sunday and I wanna see how many of y'all would freak out. (gasps) That's the preacher's seat. Oh my God, they came in. It don't bother me. I'll sit in the second row. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. If somebody came in and sat in my seat, everybody would be like, oh, they're in somebody else's box. Oh, no. Hey, remember when you used to go to the old school traditional churches and everybody had their seat and Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so actually donated that pew and their name is on it? I mean, that's why when y'all gave donations for these chairs, somebody said, are we going to make a memorial board for all the people donate? I was like, no. Well, it's a way to honor them. I understand that. But the minute I start putting by Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so here, oh, nobody, that's the holy seat. Oh, no. They spilled coffee in the holy seat. Do you understand the issue with boxes? And you understand how we've neglected to be the body of Christ because we boxed ourselves in to a little square. The greatest job the devil has ever done, and I don't talk devil much, okay? I, I just don't, because I don't believe in giving him credit and anything like that. But I do and have come to recognize that the greatest lie he has ever deceived the church with is that you're okay coming into a big box, walking into a smaller box, getting in your box, and never ever building a bridge with the person across the aisle. He has deceived the body of Christ thinking that if I come to a box and come to a smaller box and sit in my box, that I'm gonna be okay. The fact of the matter is, it is just the exact opposite. We have never been more dead in our relationship with Christ by having our own box. Now, begin to understand this. We're gonna get outside the box and begin to live outside the box. And no, I'm not gonna make you get up and play musical chairs, but I'm gonna challenge you next week to get outside your box. I'm gonna challenge some of you who have sat in the same place since you've been here and it got to be your comfortable place, to not get uncomfortable, but to build a bridge. I wanna ask you this as a personal request. Will you sit by somebody different next week? And Mitch and Andrea, I know that's y'all seat. Y'all there every Sunday. Mitch, I don't care if y'all go sit anywhere in the sanctuary. And I know I've told you I need you on the front row because in case I ever need you, I can just look at you and we got the the eye signals going on and he can understand what I'm thinking even though I ain't gotta say it. I don't care where y'all sit, okay? Damon, I know you're there because you're the youth pastor. I don't care where you sit next week. It doesn't matter. The problem we've dealt with is this. We've got so busy building boxes and coming to our box with our own picture frames in our box that we hadn't built bridges. And I know we haven't built bridges because we had 70 people needing prayer and two people praying. We had 80 people over here needing prayer and six people praying over here. We must begin to build bridges and not boxes. We have got to begin to build bridges and not boxes. I wanna talk to you about this just for a second. The T31 challenge for this week is to build a bridge with somebody you you don't have a bridge with. Build a bridge with somebody you do not have a bridge with. You mean I gotta go talk to them? 
No, you really don't have to go talk to them. You can write them a note. You can send them a Facebook message. You can send them a text. You can figure out some way to make contact. And Lord help us, we would have to talk to them in person. But fake some way to make contact with somebody that you don't have contact with. For example, I know you got hundreds of friends on your Facebook page that you don't talk to very much. You just scroll through what they write. The first 10 people you see on Facebook when you wake up tomorrow, send each one of them a private message. Well, they don't go to this church. I don't care. We're the body of Christ. See, you're so used to being in this box that you're thinking the bridge can't extend outside this box. Well, the first bridge is we gotta make is with one another. The second bridge is we gotta get this church bridging the community. So we're gonna talk about building bridges in our careers and our community next week, okay? So your challenge, it's not if you choose to accept it, this isn't mission impossible, this is mission possible, okay? So your challenge this week, because you're gonna accept it, everybody say amen, <laughs> is I wanna challenge you to start building bridges across the sanctuary. I wanna challenge you to start building bridges. I want you to go to somebody who looks different than you. And here's the bridge you gotta build. Tell them why you're thankful they're in your life. Oof. Some of you are like, I just have them on Facebook so I can keep an eye on them. I'm really not thankful. <laughs> I've heard it before. I mean, I just got it so I can monitor their activity. Make sure they stay their distance from me. Okay? Listen to me. If we are going to be the body of Christ, if we are going to shine brighter, shine farther, if we're gonna do T31 and make it actually effective, we've gotta start building bridges and we can't continue to live in boxes the rest of our life. We've gotta start building bridges and we cannot continue to live in boxes. Here's what Paul began to do. Nothing builds a bridge like thankfulness, so this week we're gonna tell people why we're thankful for them. Colossians 1.3 says this. It says, Paul is writing to the church of Colossae, and he says, we always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ for you when we pray. So Paul, he didn't see him face to face. Miss Sheila, Paul wrote a letter telling a church why they were, he was thankful for him. and says, hey church, I tell, every time I talk to God, I tell God how thankful I am for you. If you went up to anybody in this church that you don't normally talk to, and you walked up to him and say, hey, uh, Daddy Max, you got a second? I just want to tell you, every time I pray, I thank God for you being in my life. People will be like, oh. Literally, their response is gonna be like, what do I do? Do I say thank you? Do I hug them? Do I smile? Oh, there may be an alternative motive. What, what's the punchline here? He's just saying something nice because he's about to rip me for something. And no, you leave it. You leave it. I, Paul said, I always thank God for you when I pray to my God and Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he began to say. And he didn't just do it to the church of Colossae. He did it to the church of Philippi. He did it to the church in Rome. And he did it to some other churches as well. You can find it in the Bible. Where Paul began to just reach out to the churches, began to build bridges with the churches and say, hey, listen, I'm thankful that you're in my life. When is the last time you went to anybody in the congregation and just said, hey, you know what? I'm just thankful you're in my life. I'm just thankful. Hey, you know what? I'm thankful that you guys are here this morning. I mean, I really am. And listen, insight into my life, 
I am the absolute worst at this. I'm the absolute worst. And, and I will self-confess, you don't have to ask any other staff, that I don't just run up every time I see Damon walk in the door and say, oh, Damon, I'm so thankful you're here today. I walk in on Monday morning with my backpack on, my coffee in this hand. Damon's like, hey, what's up? Hey. Is that true, say amen? You want to know why? Y'all wear me out on Sundays. I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I'm thankful. And now listen, when we begin to build bridges and not boxes, God's going to begin to orchestrate divine relationships in your life that you've never experienced before. Because we've got to remember, this is what boxes do. Boxes confine what bridges connect. Boxes also isolate what bridges create interaction. Now listen, listen to this verse of scripture. The Bible says this in 1 Peter 5, 8. Listen, your adversary the devil prowls around you like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Your adversary, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. How many of y'all like Discovery Channel or Animal Planet? You like, I know Shark Week is the most popular by far, but they also have a week called Big Cat Week. And I love Big Cat Week. I like it better than Shark Week, honestly. I know it's blasphemy. Okay, But on Big Cat Week, they start talking about how cheetahs and leopards and jaguars and, and, and lions, how they hunt in the, in, the, in the African plains. And you want to know what they do and how they win their prey most of the time? They don't run to the herd. They find the one who's isolated. They find the one who's by themselves. They find the good one that's just kind of wandered off a little bit because they're not too smart. They find the sick one that's been isolated by himself a long time and then he begins to prey on them stalk them and attack them you want to know the biggest problem with you building boxes is you isolate yourself from the herd you begin to isolate yourself from the body of Christ and the Bible just says listen your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour it didn't say he was a lion. It says he like a lion, but it did say he could devour much less no matter what he is. And I promise the devil doesn't go to you when you are packed in in the middle of a covenant partnership group of people that says, hey, we're here for the long haul. We got bridges that interconnect all these relationships in the church. We're not letting one slide away. We're not letting one get off by themselves. The devil doesn't really act, attack like that. He finds you in your moment of depression. Well, I guess nobody loves me at the church. I missed last Sunday and the preacher didn't even call me. You're isolating yourself. You're isolating yourself. He finds you in your moment of weakness. Ah, I just don't feel like going to church today. Isolation, you're in your box. You don't want to build that bridge on Sunday morning because you stayed out too late on Saturday night building bridges you probably shouldn't have been building. We'll go there on another Sunday. You're isolating yourself. You find when you're having trouble at work, nobody understands me. I'm just gonna stay home today. You're isolating yourself. Or if you're like me, you isolate yourself like this, you begin to work too much, and you isolate yourself from the people that mean the most to you, i.e. family members, so they can't see inside your box. And, and, and I can even do it under the name of ministry. I can even act really good and say, I'm doing it for ministry's sake. Isolation, that's why I'm glad some of you have bridged into my life good enough that it doesn't matter how big of a smile I have, there are some people in this church that'll walk up to me and say, something's wrong. And I'm like, no, everything's great. And they're like, don't lie to me. And I'm like, me, lie? And they just smile and walk away, because they know, because they know. It's time we start building bridges. We cannot continue to isolate ourselves much longer. 
We cannot continue to stand here and say, it's me and my four feet by four feet area in the church, my four and no more, and to plan to be a successful church. We have got to start building bridges, bridges of thankfulness. When we begin to thank people in the church for being in the church and when they're in the church and thankful that you're here, thankful what you mean in my life, thankful for the example that you set, thankful even though you may not know what you're doing, you're, put, you're having an influence on somebody's life that they can be thankful for. Listen to how um, the writer of Hebrews begins to go on and explain this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. It says, therefore, since you are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run the race with perseverance, the race that is marked out for us. Notice it never used singular words through that whole verse. It never used me or I. It used the words us and witnesses and surrounded by. Paul didn't want you doing this alone. Jesus didn't want you to do this alone. The writer of Hebrews didn't want you doing this alone. He goes on so far to say you've been surrounded by such a group of people that when you let them bridge into your life, the sin problem you used to struggle with, it's gonna be able to be thrown off because you're not running by yourself. You're not the lone gazelle out there in the African plain where the lion's eating you all the time. You've got help, support, and you can walk out of this with being bridged with some people in the church. Now the biggest issue is Damon, we got to build bridges. I'm going to have to look out here and pick out seven people, one for every day next week, and message seven people or call seven people or, or text seven people that I don't regularly stay in contact with. And if you have seen my phone, there's, I'm in contact with a lot of people. It blows up nonstop. But I'm going to have to start building bridges again. I'm going to challenge you to start building bridges again. You can either be out by yourself and get isolated and devoured, or you can come over here to Hebrews and say, therefore... Since we are surrounded, since I have such a great group of people around me, this is what the Bible says, since I am surrounded by such an amazing, awesome, phenomenal church, Paul says, not Paul, I always say Paul referring to Hebrews, he didn't write Hebrews, okay? Let us throw off the things that keep us held back. Not because I'm so great and powerful on my own in my four by four chair, but because I got you. Because I have you in my life, the writer of Hebrews says, let's throw all this junk off because we can do it together. But when you stay, come into a big box and then come into a littler box and sit in your box and never make a connection across the sanctuary, never make a connection to people in this room, never make any connections, you're isolating yourself and you're setting yourself up for disaster. And this is where most church hurt comes in. Because when you were at your time of need, nobody else knew it because there were no bridges built and you felt rejected because nobody walked across the bridge to help you when you needed them. If you don't build bridges, nobody can walk across it. If you don't begin to begin to use the things in your life to build bridges with other people, they can't come into your life because they're not gonna beat down your box. In fact, if you choose to stay inside your box, nobody will ever know anything's wrong many times. All these people over here said, hey, we had prayer requests. You wanna know how many I knew about? Hardly any. Why, because there's not bridges. We, start, we need to start making bridges, building bridges, not boxes. I wanna close with this point here. It says, bridge, boxes are limited, but bridges can bring you to places that you're never able to go. Boxes can only hold so much, contain so much, and carry so much on their own. And it doesn't matter how big the box is, it's finite in its ability. Listen, this church is a box, correct? I mean, you look outside, and you look at it from Google Map looking down, it's a box. I mean, it's a rectangle. You look in this sanctuary, and it's a box, and it's a rectangular box. You look at your chair, and it's a square seat. It's a box. 
The problem with it being a box is this building is finite in its ability. This sanctuary is finite in its ability. Your chair is finite in its ability. And with all this being finite in its ability, we continue to build boxes and not bridges. Here's where you're gonna have to follow me on this. We as a church don't need a bigger building, we need bigger bridges. The way Bible Church doesn't need a bigger building, some of y'all are saying, we've needed a bigger building. We don't need a bigger building, we don't need a bigger box, we need a bigger bridge. We don't need a bigger building. We can have eight services on a Sunday morning. Y'all ready, worship team? (laughs) And we could fill this 500-seat sanctuary over eight times on a Sunday morning. Over 4,000 people can come through here on a Sunday. It's not about building a bigger box. It's about having a better bridge. Because if eight or 4,000 people can come through here on a Sunday and we don't start making bridges into their life, the 4,000 who were here this Sunday, in three years they won't be back. And it's not about how many people you can get into a bigger box. It's about how many bridges you can build into people's lives. It's not about how big your boxes can get, how elaborate you can make your boxes. It is, a matter of fact, how big of a bridge can I build into Jared Williams' life so when Jared is struggling, he doesn't have to look far because there's already a bridge made. And here's the biggest thing. All your bridges do not need to be with church staff. They don't need to be just with church staff. The writer of Hebrews said you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And you know what? If we would start bridging with the witnesses on our left and on our right, God would begin to make something amazing happen. God would begin to do the miraculous because he wanted bridges built. Here's the thing. The whole reason the new covenant was created, listen to this, The whole reason the new covenant was created is because God was tired of being in the Old Testament box of the tabernacle. He was tired of it. You had the tent in the wilderness that he was in. And David said, I'm gonna build you a nicer box. And God said, I don't need a nicer box. I'm God. The thing is, God was never designed to be in a box. He was designed to dwell in your body. God was never designed to be in a box. He didn't like it in the Old Testament tabernacle. He didn't like it in the Old Testament tent. He didn't like it all along. He always had a desire to dwell inside you. And so the issue of building bigger, nicer, more elaborate boxes for an almighty God is not the issue. That's not the issue at all. Because God says the box is just a box. What happens when you leave the box, though, shows if you're really building bridges. Because when you leave this box... When you leave this room, when you leave this auditorium, when you leave your box of your seat this morning, God says it's time for you to build a bridge into somebody else's life. See, the biggest thing God did is when he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, he didn't send him to build a box. He used sticks and built a bridge. The first bridge that he built was the bridge to get you and God back in a relationship with one another by paying the price for your sin. The other bridge that he built was for us to become the body of Christ. Not segmented pieces of a body scattered abroad, the body of Christ, interconnected, intertwined, bridged together, and held together by the power of God. Now, in this process of building a better bridge, building a bigger bridge, building a stronger bridge, it's gonna take us getting outside of our box, using the sticks and the stones that God's given us, and begin to lay a foundation. Bridges aren't built overnight, but the problem is, if it's not built overnight, we decide it's not worth building. The bridge between you and your very best friend wasn't built overnight. It was a bridge that was in a long time in construction and still is. The bridge between you and your Savior wasn't built overnight. Some of y'all are thinking, yes, it was. The minute I was saved, I was saved. I know that the minute you were saved, you were saved. But that was the start of your bridge, not the end of it. 
And if your relationship with Christ is not growing on a daily basis, you need to get back on bridge construction. You need to start building a bigger bridge between you and Christ.